We're coming up with some wild-ass ideas, aren't we here? Trying to figure out how to have parody in college football. Just imagine if you could have a college football draft. Like how big that would be. You're talking but it would be the NFL times 10. Johnny had a good point. You could could never do it. Your top recruits, your four and five stars, make them your draft stock. And then the Put rest them of them on a draft list. Yeah, and then and the then rest, the, you're, then the rest of them, your threes and under, are all, get, all get to pick their own schools. Yeah, imagine like if you're a five star, <laughs> you get like chosen by some, Washington, like Arkansas State. Well, well here, add on to what Johnny was saying. Like, uh, like those five stars and four stars and three stars will pick their top five schools that recruited them, right? Yeah. Who went to the, see them play and stuff like that. They would have five schools. So let's just say Bama, Ohio State, blah blah blah, is on them. Um, but you are a four star, and Bama already has that. Uh, They're like already that, loaded that amount of four, four stars. stars. So, he, so that school is eliminated from your list. So once he gets to the last one, to mm. say it'll be like, oh wow, Oregon. I guess I'm going to Oregon now instead of Bama, USC, and Ohio State. Yeah, yeah it just I don't, I don't think any of that would really, would really work because he'd have, you know, because remember the guys at the NFL, they're going to different places, but they're all making a crap ton of money. These yeah. guys would make some money, but not a you crap You imagine ton. NCAA, they'd be licking their lips at how oh. much money they would make for a college draft. Crazy. Well, they all right, getting, let's ask, some of them are getting paid, right? Yeah. Some of them are getting paid. Let, for let's life, ask our next guest, Leo Haggerty, uh, editor-in-chief of InSport Magazine. And also been covering the Bucks for a long, long time. What's up, Leo? How are you, partner? Oh, I'm doing fine, JP. We're still talking football in Tampa Bay. That's right. Hey, while, while we're way in on this, I mean, obviously you know tons about college football and drafting players and scouting players, but how would how would you bring more parity to college football? I mean, clearly it's become very southeastern uh, centric. I change the weather patterns so the north <laughs> is warm and the south is cold. JP, we're just going to have to live with this. And, you, you know, I'll tell you, the, the NCAA, when they dropped the scholarship limits yeah. down to 20 and 25, depending upon what it is, we're going to see something in the next year because everybody has their year of eligibility back. But in 2022, you're going to have to get back down to that number. Yeah. At 85. That's right. That's going to get interesting. And with TV now, you can go, I mean, without TV, you don't have a Clemson. Uh, you, you don't have an Oregon. You, you don't have those schools because no one knows where they are. But now, because of TV, you can go to a Louisville. You can go to a Clemson. Yeah. You, you, you can go to a Texas Tech. And you're, you're and, still going to be on the radar. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at look at Washington. They got a quarterback from Old Dominion. Guy didn't play too bad either, did no, he? No, no. I mean, there's a lot of great callers. I mean, great uh, players out there that that just don't get any uh, run because they're late bloomers. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. And uh, I, I'll tell you what when you when you look at uh, what's going on with college football, I, I, JP, I hate to throw somebody under the bus, but can someone call the off the defensive coordinator for Ohio State and tell him? Man to man ain't going to work against Alabama. That neither neither the, is zone, Leo. Let's just be yeah, honest. <laughs> yeah, but what it would do is it would it would force them to use a little time going down the field. They wouldn't put a fifty burger up on you. They probably will beat you, you know, thirty five to, to twenty one or something like that. But at least it'd be respectable. I mean, I'm sitting there. Alabama didn't punt. The whole game, yeah, they punted in the last ten seconds of the first half. Yeah, they didn't punt. I know Ohio State couldn't stop them. And I mean, if, if I'm Brenda, I'm turning to my defense coordinator and go, "Hey, 
what you got ain't working. Let's come up with something else. But, but Leo, my point, we, we tend to always do this, is that we always tend to blame the loser instead of congratulate oh. the winner. You know, I mean, oh, and- I look at this Alabama team and I'm going, you know, I don't want to blame Ohio State. I always want to go, dude, I mean, Jalen Waddle's better than the Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, you got an offensive line where probably all five of them are getting drafted at some point. You got a quarterback that may be the second or third best quarterback in this draft. Who knows? I mean, you got a running back that I mean, you unstoppable. I mean, and, how and do you, you got- stop these guys? And you got Steve Starkeesian who yes. is using every weapon he had. I, I mean, when do you see a wide receiver? I don't care if the guy's a Heisman Trophy winner or not. He goes in motion. He P-motions, which means he goes back, and then goes back the other way. Yeah. Because they figured out that the safety was trying to cover him. You're going to give a 10-yard cushion to Smith. When he catches the ball, nine times out of ten, he's going to beat that guy, which he did all night long. Yeah. It was it was quite quite a display, but I think the only reasonable thing you could do is is kind of take like right now it's eighty five scholarship limit, uh, take it down to seventy and seventy full scholarships, and then you can have you know fifteen um, half scholarships, and then maybe another fifteen quarter scholarships. I don't know. To me, that would be about the only way you could get more parity going. Well, you know what, JP, I don't have a problem with the way it's going. I mean. That, that's, uh, those, you you want to see the same teams every single year, Leo? I don't. I don't. I, Even when Florida I, State was dominating, it's like, eh, you know. The reason why they're dominating is they're getting the good players. Well, now. that's you my know? point. That's my point. <laughs> you know, let's do a little better recruiting here. You, you know? Well, look, let, let, I, okay, okay <laughs> Leo, but if I'm a player and I go to USF and I look at their facilities and then I got it, you know, I'm taking a trip to Alabama the next week or Florida or FSU, it's no contest. Oh, you're right. Exactly. But at least what you're selling is you play right away. I mean, there's guys, I mean, the running back at Alabama had to sit, what, two years yeah. behind some pretty darn good football players. That's, yeah. And I think that's what's happening. They're not selling the right thing with recruiting. Hey, you can walk in and play. Oh, you come can walk on. in. And people... They're saying oh. that at USF. They're telling. Of course, they're selling that. Oh, come uh, on! Not, not not well enough, JP. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that's the problem, Leo. Well, uh, well, you know what? How how is how are these teams? You know, the, the rich are just going to get richer because. And, and I'll tell you what. Another thing they need to do. They need to allow teams that don't go to a bowl game an extra 10 days of spring practice because all these guys are doing when they get into the bowl situation, the Clemsons, the Alabamas, the Ohio States, they're just getting 10 days extra practice for their guys. Every year. Every year. Every year. They got to come up with a way and say, okay, guess what? Vanderbilt, Kentucky, uh, Illinois, you're going to get an extra 10 days in the spring or an extra – Five days in the spring and five days in the fall. No, I think that's a good idea. That def- that's definitely a good idea. And would you- and maybe if you win a national championship, you get you get knocked down scholarships. You know, like the like the NFL. I mean, you win, you get a lower draft pick, you get a harder schedule. I mean, that's they definitely make it harder if you win. They punish you in the in, in the interest of parity. So yep. maybe that's something. You win a national championship. You know, for the next two years, you go from eighty five. To you know, to seventy-five to seventy scholarships. I mean, that that's no doubt that that's going to affect these these programs. No question about it. I mean, it sucks for them, but it's I think it's for the greater good. 
Yeah, that's a tough sell to Nick Saban and the Dabo's <laughs> plan. You, you know, yeah, wait you a have one vote like everybody else. Sorry. Wait a second. You, you, uh, I'm winning? Okay, wait, wait a let's, 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 let's run that back again. No. Hey, JP, while we're on the subject, I know the guy from Alabama is a great talent. But if you Trevor Lawrence was the best player in college football, I got a problem. I, I mean, it's just, it was pretty obvious that that kid at Alabama He's is special. special. He's special. But Trevor Lawrence is generational. Yeah. He, you're not going to find anybody like him. That'll be a great trivia question down the line. Uh, did Trevor Lawrence ever, ever win the Heisman Trophy? Well, you know, I, I was talking to my daughter today, JP, and I said, I'd love to go to Dabo one-on-one and say, do you think people didn't vote for Trevor Lawrence because they thought somebody was better, or they voted against Dabo Swinney? I think they voted against him because he, he missed, what, four games? Three he or four two. games. Two. He missed two. Only missed two? Yeah. yeah, he only missed two. Yeah, he missed the Notre Dame game in the week before. I mean, if he missed four games, now you're talking well, a different oh, they didn't, animal. But they didn't play. The, the FSU game didn't get played. So well, yeah, so that that's hurt. three. Yeah, so that's it, so it's and I think the reason he didn't win is because his stats weren't close to the other guys who played more games. Yeah, he he was a game short yeah. uh, of of the total. Yeah, so his total again, numbers were were down, and I think yeah. you know. Let's be honest, a lot of these voters just look at numbers. You know. Yeah, exactly. Hey, did did Fields and Scott? Did his stock fall last night? I think it did. I think it did. I think it did. Yeah. I hate to say that, but I think he missed he missed a couple of really good, you know, good opportunities. Mm-hmm. And those just, you know, they just magnify in these situations, you know? Um, Absolutely. And I think you combine that with the Northwestern game that everybody saw. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, which mm-hmm. was, ugh, that was bad. But that he had a broken thumb. I mean, so that was, didn't he, though, have like a thumb issue or something in that game? Oh yeah, he, he yeah. had yeah he had that issue and he had a rib issue in the Clemson game. But when you he know what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, and what a hell of a performance that was! I think you know as yeah. much as his stock increased in the Clemson game, it probably you know came down in the national championship game. But I tell you what, in this NFL right now, Leo, I think if you need a quarterback and you you know there's what seven teams in this draft we we, we think that need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think if you need a quarterback um, and you need to draft one, I mean, hey, l- listen. If he's there when the Bucks pick, you got to take him. You know, yeah. put oh, put yeah, him I, put him under Brady for a year. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, let's just put it that way. He ain't he ain't going past the Bucks. I don't think he's no. going, he ain't going back past the Steelers. I mean, he's, <laughs> I mean, there are, there. Are, I think there's a handful of good teams that will are, that are looking to draft the future quarterback. He ain't. You know, the Saints would draft him in a heartbeat. Um, yeah. So I, I'll tell you what. The funniest story there. Still has to be Mark Murphy, the general manager of the Packers. When they got Aaron Rodgers and they said, we never thought he'd get past the Buccaneers. And he did. Oh, yeah. That's and a great story. Oh, that's tremendous. That's a great it? story. Well, yes. the, the better story in that one is, um, oh, who was it? Um, a famous, was it Scott Pioli? Or somebody that was with the Packers at the time um, was an underling uh, in, the, in the front office. Yeah, um, he was like they were expecting the Bucks for Gruden to call when the when the Packers chose at what twenty two, where where did Rogers yeah, go 20, 20, 20 or twenty? No, 
they were twenty three, and I think yeah. the Bucks were twenty two. Something no, like no. That. Well, well, the Bucks had passed earlier. They had early draft pick. I think they took right Cadillac or something. Yeah, that year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nice pick that was. Um, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, the take a third best running back in the draft with the fifth overall pick. Freaking brilliant. Um, but they but they were expecting the Bucks and Gruden to call, and they were going to give give it. They were going to all they wanted was like a second round pick, a second and a and a fourth or something. And the Bucks never called. They never called. They, yeah. they were ready to deal that pick. They wanted to move back. And the Bucks were the team that really needed a quarterback, and they never called. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's amazing the futility of the creamsicle at the time, right? Oh, brutal. <laughs> well, that was Gruden at the time. That was Gruden. Yeah. So, yeah, but the cream sickle still rubs off. Yeah, that's the problem. We're still no, stuck with I'm it. I'm not a believer in that. I'm not a believer. Every team is different. Every team uh-huh. has its own history. Not yes, a believer sir. in that. All right, so let's J- talk some bucks now. Yeah, JP, I'm going to come out right now and tell you, the NFC champion will come out of that game Sunday night. I don't care who the Saints or the Bucks play. There's going to be your team going to the Super Bowl. That's so whoever wins this game yep. is going to go to Green Bay and win. Yep, no problem. I don't, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. If they both if they both teams come out healthy, yes, I would. I, yeah. If I had to make a pick, yeah, because I I'm just not a believer in the Packers. I think because remember Pat, the Packers were in this very situation last year, right? Mm-hmm. They yep. won a lot of regular season games, and then they got to the NFC Championship game and just got and destroyed. The, the 49ers ran just it just down their throat. Yeah. It was terrible. I'll tell you what, Packers are going to have their hands full with the Rams. Oh, I agree. They are. Well, Definitely on their hands well Goff, their Goff is going to play, but will Aaron Donald play? Yeah, well, hey, we'll find out if Aaron knows Novocaine, right? I, I didn't say that, <laughs> did I? But, uh, yeah. All right, what uh, did you learn about the Bucks in the win over Washington? Well, one thing, and, and again, Todd Bowles and his defensive concepts are being hammered. They said, you know, they just let the Washington Redskins kind of, you know, hit those short passes all day. Well, I think two things. One, they were okay with that. They thought that this kid was going to, you know, make a mistake, Yep, and he did. And the second thing is, I think Todd Bowles wanted to keep the couple things under wraps, especially his blitz packages. I don't think he wanted to put a lot of stuff on film, knowing that New Orleans, uh, knowing that he's either going to get uh, New Orleans or he's going to get, uh, you know, the Rams yeah. as the next one. So, yeah. Well, they did blitz a lot, though. Uh, they did, they did, but they were the, mostly the a gap blitzes. Nothing yeah. exotic, you know. But they nope. did, they did blitz a lot. The kid was just, the kid was just magnificent. I mean, I don't know what else to oh. say. I, I hate to, I hate to rip on the on the Bucks defense. It's like, for instance, the last touchdown pass the kid throws over uh, Sean Murphy Bunting's head, cornered the end zone, left corner. Uh-huh. I mean, what, what are you going to do? Murphy Murphy Bunting was in perfect position. He was That's, right there. That's a perfectly thrown football off your back foot in the face of pressure, and you were, you know, a, I mean, it's he crazy. dropped a dime. He dropped a dime right down the chimney. Yeah, and you know what? They, he made a lot Joe, of throws like that. Yes, we saw Joe Burrow did that against Clemson in the national championship game last year. Yeah, I mean, guys are covered and they're still making catches. And you know, give, give the guy credit. I mean, he came in and and again, JP, you and I know. When you don't have a lot of film on somebody, yeah. it's tough to get ready. And I mean, Alex Smith is just going to be the the starter until an hour before game time, and all of a well, sudden, I, I, you know, oops. If, <laughs> you, know, you, if we... you listen to this show, you knew that wasn't going to be the case. Uh-huh. We told you last week that Taylor Heineke was going to play, if, we did. if not start the game. So yes. Yeah. 
But but look, I, I, I this is not. I'm not going to sit here and say this Bucks defense is a is a quote championship defense. If they had Vita Vea, yes, but they don't. But they don't necessarily have to be the reason this team wins because this offense is so freaking good. This defense just has to to hold hold a team under thirty. Even the Saints, I think you got a good chance to win. Oh, absolutely. And JP, think about this now, right? The Bucks lost to the Saints twice. They're going to play the Saints the third time. The GOAT has never lost to anybody three times in a year. So you're poking the bear right there. Yeah. The second thing, you're going into a stadium with no fans. Tom Brady is going to be able to communicate with his entire offense verbally. Yeah. No hand singles. They don't point. have to worry about silent counts. I'll tell you what, that's why you're seeing a lot of visiting teams win. Do you honest to God think the Rams would have went into Seattle and won? Not with the 12th uh, man, no. No, no not no a way. chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pittsburgh, there was no towels being waved. Now, no. I'll tell you what, what, what it, that's just, uh, it's a shame, but there's no home field advantage. No. I mean, when you see visiting teams jumping in to Lambeau Field in a Lambeau Leap, yeah. <laughs> if they do that with fans there, they may have to escort some fans out for uh, assault and battery. Leo Haggerty joining us here, former NFL scout, covers the Bucks, uh, editor-in-chief in Sports Magazine. All right, so let's break this down now with the Saints and the Bucks. Um, where do you see the weaknesses for the Saints? How do the Bucks attack them? And, you know, obviously defensively, the Bucks have got to figure out something because what they did in the last game was a freaking disaster. Oh, it the, was the an abomination. zone defense sitting back. Uh-oh. No, no bueno. No, no he's, he's, he's got to go after Breeze. And, and again, I, the key is to make the Saints one-dimensional. You've got to take away 41. If Kamara runs the football like he did down here, it, it's going to be a fiasco because now you can't, you know, put – you know, six, seven in the box, and then try to defend Drew Brees because he's just going to tear you apart. I think they got to shut the run down, which the Bucks have done well, yep. except for the Saints two games, and they got to keep Brady upright. Uh, I, I think the most amazing thing that's happened this year is right tackle Kristen Wirtz. Yeah, he has season. allowed one sack and has lined up for every snap. And what I don't understand, JP, is I why he was the fourth tackle <laughs> off the board. Yeah. When you saw him jump out of the pool, <laughs> I, I mean, wait a second. Okay, that's got to be at least a three-foot, at least a 36-inch jump. Yeah, but you you don't have, you're not really called to do that as a right tackle very often. You know? No, really... <laughs> but you know he's athletic. And yeah. I'll tell you what, what he has is great. He's got great feet. And, and I'm going to get the, the, the Iowa coach uh, on, on the horn tomorrow and talk a little bit. You know, we had a chance to visit with him. What, what, he's been to the Outback Bowl about 14 times yeah. now or something yeah. with Iowa. And Kurt Ferentz is, is a true offensive line coach. He was with Cleveland. I, I look for the Bucks' offensive line. Now, again, you're going to have to have Jensen at guard. It looks like uh, – Kappa is, is not going to be able to play. Right. And if, if that happens, you know, now you're, you're, you're one man down. No, Aaron Stinney, uh, Aaron Stinney's going to play right guard. Uh, Jensen's that, staying at center. Yeah, at least that's, yeah, what, that's yeah. what Aaron said yesterday. And, you know, he has to. You yeah. can't put your back up center there. Now, that was just an emergency move, and I understand that. Well, when you had A.Q. Shipley, when you had a, a more experienced oh. center, I think that was not a bad idea. But now no. you don't have that anymore. He's gone. So I think you, yeah, you keep the center where he is and – 
And you know the Saints are going to attack Aaron Stinney. They just are, and that's the way it's going to be. But, you know, yeah. that's football. And, and, I, and I'll tell you what, on defense, I really wish we could have found a way to get Devin White a playoff game because now he's going to be amped up. He's going to be ready to roll. And he's playing in his hometown. I mean, you know, just let, let's – Somebody Let's needs to that slip out. a little uh, Xanax into his Gatorade before the game. Oh, God, quickly. Yeah, <laughs> gonna exactly. Be, he's going to be I, so – you could power the entire Superdome on that oh, dude's energy on Sunday. Yeah, he'll be ready to roll. Yeah. And you know what, JP? I'll tell you the big advantage the Bucks have. Ryan Suckup. What a, I mean, 6-4 field goals. Now, again, this is a team that's worried about even kicking extra points last year. Now – they're making field goals. Yep. They're scoring points. I mean, they're getting three and four field goals a game. Now, everybody's going to say, well, gee, now you're not scoring touchdowns. Yeah, hey, it's points. That's all that matters. Yeah, well, he's been an absolute godsend, and the fact we're not talking about kickers uh, for once is, uh, is a good thing. So, All right, Leo, good stuff, my friend. Uh, always a pleasure to chat with you, and uh, we'll chat next week when hopefully the Bucks are still in this thing. Yeah, let's hope so. And you got uh, a double dip with Rob Creed coming yes. on. He covers the Bucks and the Saints for Night Sports Productions. Beautiful. We'll talk to him tomorrow at 4.30, I believe. So, All right. Hey, The cavalcade of great guests continue. Hey, what can I tell you? Thank hey, you, partner. Hopefully we're talking again about a Bucks win, and I think they will. Huh? We shall see. All right, partner, okay. thanks. Leo Haggerty right there.